0: back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and Kyle, I'm not done with the previous minute. Oh, you still got more. Okay. Oh, well, okay. L- this is a very quiet minute, so I was I was softening my tone. Yeah, you were. To get into the soft tone of this one. But uh, but back to being fired up about minute 103. All right. <laughs> I kinda, hit me. kind of ruined your mood there. <laughs> I said I didn't know where we were going with it. So okay,
1: let's, so let's just re, re, rewind. I wanted, I know, I wanted to talk about something else from Betty. So here, let's, in speaking about going back in time, let me take you back okay. to February of 1994, hmm. and okay. Rob purchased one of the first digital cameras he ever owned, hmm. and it was an interesting digital camera. It was developed by Kodak, sure, but branded by Apple, oh, called the Quick Take 100. Okay, I have not heard of this. One that looked like uh, Luke's binoculars from Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) It was ridiculous, right? These were, and and here's what was amazing, is it was one of the only products Apple has ever made that completely undercut similar products at the time, price-wise. Ooh,
0: yeah, so that Apple's not known for, for bargain prices.
1: Not known for bargain pricing. This was a point three one megapixel camera but it had 24 bit color which was astounding at the time it was super cool design it premiered at a price of seven hundred and forty nine dollars which at the time was amazing a sub one thousand dollar digital camera mm. was unheard of it was incredible i mean and, and at the time like 1994 what are we competing against you're competing against things like the logitech Photoman plus
0: yeah this is even before a cell phones were around but they were just phones they had no cameras oh, yeah, in no. them at all
1: no, nope, we didn't have any of this kind of stuff. So it just, or if they did, they were the early, early stuff and they were taking postage stamp size oh, pictures right. yeah, or yeah. something and like that. You couldn't get them off. Uh, and you, right, exactly. And so, like this, you had to have a serial cable. You had to plug it into your <laughs> Mac. There was no view screen on it. It just made me realize that, you know, it, Betty, I mean, Betty might as well have had a quick take 100 because, again, she's walking around with a camera in her pocket. She doesn't can't charge. And she's just using it because she wants to remember her boyfriend. That's. That's all I got from this. The minute begins with her looking up from the yeah. dead camera. Yeah, she's still, she's still camera.
0: Uh, you know, in, uh, uh, apparently either in Battery Park or in Liberty Island. We're not exactly 100% sure. But somewhere in New York, she's looking off a middle distance thinking, I wonder if I'll get to do a sequel. The answer is no. No, Ooh, you again, won't. We don't. know. We'll see. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I love your optimism. What, but... what I, I'm going to be very optimistic for Betty.
1: What's uh? So what minute are we on? What is this? What what is that? Uh, oh, no,
0: this is minute one o four. Wow. Of a little film called The Incredible Hulk from two thousand and eight, directed by one Louis Leterrier. Uh, and so this is a very quiet minute. So everything is very sedate and calm as we're sort of winding down from all the action we've had. There's there's no punchy punchy in this. No shooty shooty. No. Uh, this is all quiet contemplation. So uh, we we go right from i looking out over the water, uh, but the water she's looking at transitions to a river, and that river is in Canada. What? They went all the way to Canada? Man, there must have been like Crossing the street because they shot in Canada, but no, actually this is Bella Coola, British Columbia. So from from where they were, so New York is on is on the the East Coast of the United States. For those of you who are listening internationally and don't know the geography, uh, and so Bella Coola is on the West Coast of Canada. So all the other sides. Now when I say the West Coast, I don't want you to be thinking about uh, sunshine and surfboards. Uh, this is the West Coast of Canada, which is much more like Seattle kind of weather. You know, this, this is pretty frontiery. Uh, so, the town of Bella Coola has a population of 149 people. Wow. Yes. The entire region has a population of, of about 2,000. So, if you were looking to get lost in Canada, Bella Coola is a pretty good place to go. Yeah, clearly. All <laughs> Bella, right. Yeah, the, people, the the kind Canadians of Bella Coola are not going to mess with you. So, if you, like, show up and be like, hey, can I, uh, can I get a cabin out in the middle of nowhere? Like, all oh, we have are cabins in the middle of nowhere. Would you take cash? That's all we take is cash. <laughs> that's all we take. What else is there? Or or skins if you oh, have that's them. That's right. Yes. yes. We we'll take pelts, but I'm kidding. Canada, you know I love you. Yeah. No. Exactly. Uh, we see. Uh, we, we assume it's Bruce. Uh, he's out jogging, as he was in the beginning. It's almost like it's paralleling the opening of the movie. Right. Bruce He's wearing a lot more right. clothes than he was in the favela, but you know he's out there. So watch it. And it's, it's a long helicopter shot. And why is it a long helicopter shot? Because it's the final helicopter shot. So it really is gorgeous though. I mean it's, it's going through over the uh, Canadian landscape. Uh, going as 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 it comes up over the the line of trees, we see a little cabin with smoke coming out of it. So we know as he's running to that. It's really a beautiful shot. I mean, just the whole thing. It really is. It's nice that Canada gets to be Canada. You know, <laughs> Canada has been so many things. It's been Brazil. It's been New York. Uh, but now finally, it's It's been Virginia. But now Canada gets to be Canada. Oh, Canada! Way to go! You know, the
1: great thing of just seeing wilderness. Guy running mm-hmm. and exactly understanding where he's running to, and being in awe of just the landscape. Yeah, beautiful, just beautifully shot. This movie has got some amazing photography done by helicopter. Bravo!
0: Yeah. So uh, are we thinking? Okay, so Bruce is out doing what he only does. He's trying to stay fit, you know, because he has to run for everybody. But right. no, it turns out it wasn't. He was running back from the post office because as he sits down and pours himself a little cup of tea. Uh, he got a package. Where's that package from? It's from the Milburn Pawn Shop in Ashwood, North Carolina. Or, as my wife hates that I say, Nof Kakalaki. Oh, jeez. <laughs> she went to college out there and she's like, No one calls it Nof Kakalaki. I'm like, No, seriously, it's Nof yeah. Kakalaki. Oh, boy. By the end of this podcast, will I still be married? I don't know. I. The good so... news is, she doesn't listen to my podcast. you
1: made it this far. It'll
0: be fine. <laughs> so the uh, on the outside envelope is dressed. It's addressed to an homage. That's yes. right. The name on it is David B. Once again, I probably our final nod to the '70s series where he was David Banner instead of Bruce Banner. If you want to find out why, go listen to the rest of this show because we talked about it plenty uh, very early on in the show. Um so he opens up, and of course, what's in the package? What's in the box, Rob? What's in the box? It's a poorly packaged necklace. <laughs> wait, okay, That's so rude. I have several problems here. Okay, wait, let's just get the fact that he got her necklace back. Oh, now rant.
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, I don't want to take anything away from that. It's great that he got the necklace back. First of all, <laughs> it's this little tiny box, right? Yes. And as we zoomed in on this... Okay, I mean, a, a little copious, uh, some faux pas in the formatting. We don't have a, a, a sending zip code, which a little <laughs> bit. I have a little bit of problem with that.
0: Hey, uh, return addresses are for losers. Well, no, whatever. Well, it's going to go and it's going to be, be gone. Mandated by
1: law for international mail. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> let me also note something to you. This is a small package. This small package is international mail. It is being mailed from the United States of America to Canada.
0: Yeah, and I wondered about the one stamp. It
1: only has one first-class stamp on it. No, that doesn't make any sense. There's no way it would have gotten there. Yeah. It would have had to... It needed to have at least, like, I think probably 59 cents on it, even at 2008
0: rates. That's
1: ridiculous. Okay, that's
0: all I got. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm i with you in your postal outrage. We gave so much love to the post office when Bruce was sending blood, and yet here they are, and they, the, the production design has completely failed. Now, I, also... We're still assuming these are Bruce's hands. We don't actually know that.
1: Well, no, okay, okay, yes, we don't know that, but we know that the pawn shop clearly doesn't know how to mail anything. <laughs> we know Bruce clearly knows how to mail something, so I'm not worried on how he's True. going to send it to Betty,
0: right. which I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So what happens next? Uh, so after he gets the the locket, which was as we have, if we can remember. This was the last thing her mother ever gave her, and the only thing oh. of her she had left. He puts it into an envelope and then we find out that he's addressed the letter to Betty. And it turns out Bruce has beautiful penmanship. I would not have thought that. Yeah, it
1: is it's a ner- yeah.
0: I mean, he is a he's a doctor. I would assume he would have a really chicken scratch scrawl, but no, he has beautiful flowing cursive. I mean it really is is quite an elegant hand that our bridge. Okay. That but hand. also he's stupid. Well, sure. And and,
1: and <laughs> <laughs> No wait a minute. Okay. First of all, well let's just make sure we know this. The letter it's a parchment looking uh number 10 business sort yep. of style envelope.
0: Yep. And he and he writes it to Betty at the University. He doesn't send it to No, her and house.
1: it's and it's Betty Ross Culver University Bioscience Building yep. 214 University right. Circle in mm-hmm. Virginia. 18305 Here's a couple issues. Number 1, that's horribly packaged. I know how the mail system mm-hmm. works, at least in the United States. We've talked about this before. That's going to get yeah. crushed. That's going to get mangled. Yeah. You don't send it like that.
0: No. You don't drop You don't drop jewelry in an envelope. Come on, man.
1: Hey, but here's an idea. You're in contact with the pawn shop. Why don't you just have the pawn shop send the necklace directly to her? <laughs>
0: no because it has to come from him no it doesn't he said he would get it back No, he's gonna get it back. if
1: she if a if a little box from the pawn shop showed up to betty
0: and she opened it and it was the necklace she'd no. know you are absolutely right and also the fact that this letter is going to show up with a canadian postmark on it yes it'd be like oh well, that narrows it down to not this country this makes no sense why would you do this do you think this was another insert? Well, okay, but here's here's why my mind is because they shot the whole thing without showing Edward Norton. Uh, ah, could have been those could have been standing uh, hands. Ah, interesting. Follows along with the last. But minute. here's the part that I don't get: is you
1: didn't even have to do any of this. You know what you could have done? You could have cut the scene with her and the stupid camera. <laughs> if you were already going to cut the scene with her and Leonard, yeah. all you had to do was show her in her office getting the necklace. From the pawn shop.
0: Oh, That's all you had to do. And then her holding a necklace and smiling. And then you you transition to Bruce running along on the... Isn't that a much better exit for Betty? My God, Rob, you've done it again. Come on, people. Rob fixes movies, ladies and gentlemen. I need a sound of like a
1: of a drill when we talk about fixing (laughs) movies. no it actually bugged me this actually bugs me
0: no yeah you are absolutely right that is that is an elegant way of taking these two scenes which are kind of randomy they're they're the nicey nicey scenes but at the same time are they really necessary no and especially when you very simply could have made it so much better yeah you're absolutely true absolutely true what else is on Uh, what else is on the table because because the mint ends actually on the envelope yeah that's it <laughs> Just... so <laughs> there's really nothing else there there's his there's his his battered teapot there's a, a book whose cover i couldn't make out i think he has the 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 book of flowers from before oh maybe yeah he got a new copy he got a new copy of it he got a new copy yep and you
1: saw the matches right now there's a little story on those oh Okay. So there is a little tiny box.
0: It says Redbird. Is, is it about a little match girl who was trying to sell matches? Yeah. Oh,
1: that's such a beautiful... <laughs> I know. That's hidden. You know, that's hidden on the Little Mermaid DVD. You can also buy it on... I don't yeah. even want to get into yeah. that. Let's not talk about that. That movie makes me cry all the time. Uh-huh. Little Match Girl. It's a, it's a short Disney movie anyway. Yeah. So Redbird, this is a box of Redbird Strike Anywhere matches. Hmm. And what's interesting is, one, a strike anywhere, so they're obviously durable matches, perfectly suited for people who are outdoors, doing outdoorsy things. But when you search for them, they tend to only show up in Canadian stores. This is something that they obviously procured. Again, they're in Canada, so easy to do, but also perfectly fits the situation. And Mm -hmm. once again, as we near the end of this, kudos to the prop masters. That's
0: right. Prop masters and production design. Excellent job. Yeah, Excellent. So yeah, so on this so on that very quiet moment that's that's where a minute comes to an end. There's no deleted scenes, there's this this is this is what it is. Not a whole lot else to talk about. Some person w- who eats fruit and drinks tea. And has a necklace. And jogs. And his name
1: David. We don't know a David in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Who could this be? Who could who is this mysterious David B? Well you're gonna uh, have to tune into minute one oh five to find out. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to speculate about David B's identity, you can do so over on Discord. We have our own dedicated channel, so you can hop in and, and it's just, we announce all of our Earth's shoes and uh, have all sorts of movie discussions. And it's free! Uh, so, come find us at nextreal.com slash Discord. So, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll be back here for Minute 105 as we uh, bring this bird in for a landing. Uh, hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.